Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck. And I'm Jared Roy. You're hearing a new voice, and I would like to introduce you guys to Jared Roy. He is a former decoy that I've worked with for quite some time. He is super funny. I'd say he's a comedian. He has skits that he does with a character that he calls Nana. I'm sure he's going to bust out more characters in the future. But today, Drew is not with us. Unfortunately, he's not feeling too well. Nothing so serious, just... You know, one of those days. So if you guys want to give some prayers to Drew in the comments. But today we have Jared. So we're going to interview him. We're going to talk about some current topics. And uh, let's just start out with how are you? How are you doing, Drew? Or I mean, Jared, how are you? How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing <laughs> I'm great. so used to Drew being here. <laughs> I'm doing great, all you cool cats and kittens. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. You watched the Tiger King then, I yeah. assume. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you like it? I'm guilty. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. You know, a lot of craziness going on in there. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something to be stuck on. I was, I couldn't get off of it. <laughs> it was crazy. It was madness for sure. So how did you get into decoying? I was watching another team, you know, and uh, got into it. And I think I was, uh, I uh, became friends with Jesse and seeing he was starting up something. And I gave him a little message. And I said, you know, I could do a little uh, little girl's voice. And he said, really? And he private messaged me right away. And he asked me to do a little, he was going to do like a little little chat with me. You know, like we, like a perv would do to a with somebody they're grooming. And uh, they worked out. And then there we were. Hunted and confronted. You, right. You showed him your voice, right? And uh, you just showed how you could talk like a little girl. And you had the same, you know, kind of lingo and stuff like that and everything i remember listening to that video it was a really good one you you did sound like a kid and it's it was insane how many you caught who thought you sounded like a kid and i remember one guy specifically who said he knew remember that and he, how did he know that you were a man and not a little kid it, and he showed up but and yeah, all the yeah he he still grooming yeah. And after the fact yes he did say oh i knew but he was telling he was telling me, oh, you sound so hot and all this stuff. And he followed up and met up and got confronted. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of <laughs> crazy. After we let him know that it yeah. was actual, Jesse let him know, or you guys let him know that it was actual guy you were talking to. <laughs> right. Oh, I knew. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you wouldn't have showed up if you knew. So it's affected to guys and girls. I can never know. <laughs> right. I, I, I have no idea. But nah, he was fooled for sure. Yeah, Oh, it's hard to tell what these guys are thinking. Definitely. You don't know what's running through their creepy little heads. So what's the me most memorable one? What's the most memorable, memorable predator you have decoyed and caught? Actually, the most memorable one was the one I didn't catch because really, I really wanted to get this guy. He was actually a janitor at, uh, at a school at the time. Yeah, we just he, – he fell off. That was um, Rod, I think his name was. Yeah, did yeah. That guy? we did a live with him on Facebook too. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but that was the one that um, I think it just he just fell off. Like, what if he died? What if like he got COVID? And we just don't know. 
You never know. Yeah, we have no, <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, but I always hated so, the yeah. you know ones that got away. Definitely. Definitely, I have one that got away. I've I've explained in a, some previous podcasts, and it hurts. It definitely hurts, and it doesn't hurt because oh, he didn't come. He changed his mind. It hurts because he. It's not that he changed his mind. It's that he only wanted you know you know maybe one thing like a nude picture or just to hear your voice or just the company. But he was a true predator. Just you know, it wasn't that he didn't want to. So he just, you know, didn't follow through. There's a big difference, you know, that someone hiding behind a screen being a predator and not wanting to come out. They they still are down to have your child porn. They're still still going to send you child porn, possibly, to get your reaction and see if you would send something like that. They don't, but there are some who do change their mind. So I'm not saying that they're not, but the ones that we're talking about, um, yeah, we're not mad when someone changes their mind. That's really good. But these are not ones that change their mind. They're ones who are lurking on others, and they just go quiet. Because we use other decoy pictures, and they pop up again. Yes. And it would frustrate me. The one that I had get away would pop up on another decoy, on two other decoys at different times. And that's how you know that it wasn't. they're not like, oh, you're too young. He never said that. He just quit replying. And he went to go find others to try to get nude pictures from, because I wouldn't send those. Yeah. He was done grooming me. Yeah, so there's a big difference. Things, I just want to make that know, clear. If they can't get certain things, you know, they because uh, there's some real bad groomers and they go for certain, they want certain things, like you said, nude photos or whatever, and you just try to change the subject on them. A lot of times it works, and uh, I guess change the subject too many times on that one, you know, and he got hip to it or just, it's hard to tell what happened. He might have got arrested for some child porn or something, you know. With yours, with Rod, it's hard, uh, hard to say because of the distance. If Rod was in our area... Uh, he would have been exposed. So the distance is what held us back from exposing him because, I mean, we couldn't just go there. And he couldn't get Rod to come to us. He worked every day and didn't make much money. And uh, with ours, or not ours, excuse me, but mine, mine was in the same town. He had an excuse that he got in a car wreck. And I said, oh, my gosh, show me the truck. What happened? Oh, Ken. And then he, he it wasn't Ken. It was uh oh. Lewis, pretty sure his name is, and he just quit. He didn't reply. He didn't reply with the truck picture. He didn't reply with anything. Said he got in a wreck, but he was okay. And then he just quit replying. But then he went on to another another decoy. Uh, so you do other voices. You don't just talk like a little girl. You talk like Nana as well. That's your character. It's kind of your thing, right? Yes, dear Nana. Oh, <laughs> Nana. You like Nana, dear? You like her cookies? Hoo wee. Nana is hilarious. He gets into character on live. Uh, he has a, a mask. Uh, he dresses up like like your Nana would. <laughs> but he's more mm, crazy than your normal Nana. And he says and does things that maybe your Nana doesn't do. <laughs> and he's hilarious. Uh, you, you guys should check him out if you can. Jared's socials will be in the description. So you guys can go check out his lives, his Nana character, or his prank calls. It's just whatever. He likes to go fishing. He does all sorts of things on live. And he's going to be starting a YouTube channel soon. So that'll be really cool. What is, like, one of your most memorable things that you've done with Nana? Oh, there's a lot of things. <laughs> <You know. laughs> just, uh, I actually just started recently getting in, getting into the full Nana gear. I went and uh, popped some tags at Goodwill. <laughs> Nana went and popped some tags. And I got the whole outfit. <laughs> Oh man, I got this crazy neighbor. I got this crazy neighbor behind me. She's actually 
one of the kids, they actually get a little off topic. One of the kids, there was a cat that got hit by a car out in the front, front of the house. And so one of the kids came back and buried the cat in the backyard. You know, that's what you do, I, I guess, know. you know, an animal yeah. dies. It wasn't our pets. We have a cat here and a, and a, and a dog. But anyways, she had called the cops, the animal, animal control and said that we killed this cat and all this nonsense and animal control came and we told them the story and you know, I let them know just she she's a little off her rocker but anyways I actually dressed up in full Nana gear <laughs> and uh I had the kids messing around with Nana in the backyard <laughs> pushing her over and stuff and she called That's the cops hilarious. again <laughs> and the cops we're like, oh, geez, what's this lady called? Because they're like, oh, she's a nuisance. She does this to all the neighbors, you know. I got, I got 11 people at the house. She's calling the cops, you know. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah. That she, is hilarious. <laughs> we got her, though, and uh, she probably felt like a total idiot for being such a nosy neighbor. But I understand because I was full name with that. <laughs> I thought the kids were booting up a little old lady. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, was, that was a good one with Nana. <laughs> I really like when you dress up in the yoga outfit and you have the headband on and your hair is out of the headband and <laughs> you're talking about things you have no idea about because you don't, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think you really know much about yoga. And yeah. I would love to see you with like a yoga mat when Corona's over in like a public place doing yoga and like inviting people to come do yoga with you. <laughs> the reaction yeah. on people's faces would be priceless there's definitely going to be some shenanigans going on in the future <laughs> i'll just leave it at that <laughs> that everyone partake in i always have fun um, when i get in costume with uh, nana and coming up with new little things to do like making people laugh it's like my therapy right and you want to do other things with the voices right i mean that's another reason why you got the mic uh not only for the podcast but for you want to do voices, like cartoon yes. voices you were talking about? I've been wanting to do voiceovers and whatnot for ever since I was a young, young little lad. But yes, I love comedy and I love making people laugh. I love making myself laugh. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a favorite uh, customer there <laughs> or fan. <Right. laughs> I really enjoy how, um, you know, you being a part of the team, how we would go through so much serious stuff and due to you loving comedy, you would come in and you would make it uh, like way better. You would take our minds off of all of the disgusting nastiness and make jokes about everything. And it made things go faster and way more smoother just to have someone there just to make a joke out of almost everything. It was really good. And you're also an amazing decoy too. You, <laughs> It's hard, I think, for a man to talk like a kid and to keep that going for as long as you did on some of these guys, you talked to them for weeks and months, some of them, yeah. and build up those chat logs. And it, I mean, that is very impressive on top of working and having us uh, being a single father. So kudos to you. I much respect in putting time into helping kids and like also bring comedy to us in the community because the community knows you and follows you as well. And you're not only bringing it to me in the group chats and stuff like that, but you're bringing it to them who could really use it also especially during times like right now corona and everybody's stuck at home well thank you so that's really that's really dope really dope of you I, i'm impressed i'm very impressed by you and your voices and stuff like that i just want to talk more about decoying I, I think a lot of people are have questions about decoying and they're not getting i think the proper answers they're just winging it uh there's a lot of there's a new wave of teams 
that's out there. I don't know if you've heard of them, Jared, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole new wave of them. And I don't want to get really deep into it because I want to interview uh, a bunch of predator hunters coming up. And I want to go over the things that I want to talk with them in those interviews. So I, wanna, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I just want to talk about decoying a little bit. And like, what is probably the most important thing that, th- that you think people should know about decoying? Um, actually, you know, you gotta, I think you should, you know, really be innocent. I've seen a lot of chat logs lately that, um, the decoys aren't, aren't too innocent and, you know, you gotta express, you know, your innocence because you are a child portraying, you know, if you're portraying as a child and, you know, you gotta keep that innocence, I think. And, you know, you gotta have your chat logs up to par and they gotta be nice, long, and get as much information as possible from them, from everything, shoe size to whatever. And there's very, you know, there's sneaky ways to get that, you know, just by simple questions like, oh my gosh, my feet are so small, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can just change it up like that, you know, just little, little stupid things you can do just to get information that they don't even know you're getting. It works. It definitely works. Like how we would get the description of their vehicles. Every time a predator comes, we get the description of the vehicle. We know, we try to know as much as we can about these guys before they come. And that's something else is some of these guys are not even getting many pictures, like maybe one, if not any pictures. And they're just going and meeting. And they're just like, is that the guy? Is it, That's the guy. You know, and that's like one picture or just his little profile bubble. And that right. is so scary. That is so <laughs> scary. Like we get everything. We like try to do a whole background check if we can. And then when we get, the, if we can't, if we can't find much, that's when we pull the whole, can I see your ID and make sure you're not over the age of 50? And they show the ID. You send that over to who we have on our team and boom, we can find out everything within the confrontation and be like, ask questions as we go and find out new things. It just, right. I don't know. It just is scary when there's not a process and not a routine and not a safe one at that. And I just think that you should be safe. Know everything about the guy. And there's times where we have not. And I'd say we messed up. We messed up when we don't get all the information as we can because it's scary and you never exactly. know what could happen. Yeah, this is, is, it is we know from experience. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it's, it is a learning process, and you do learn new stuff every day. I mean, people do change. These guys are predators, and they are changing their appearance because you know they're hiding from. <laughs> there's hiding from something always because they're predators. You know, so as many pictures as possible. They sh- they shave their beards. They get their haircuts. You know, it's you just as much information, pictures as whatever you can get on these creeps that you can is the better for the exposures or for the police or whatever that's needed. Exactly. And I think that, um, no offense to anybody. I just think that a lot of the men that we are catching are the low hanging fruit. Yes. Yeah. They are the bottom feeders, but you know, somebody has got to be exposing these people. There's, you know, exactly. there's a lot of- it brings, it brings great awareness. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, that's why I said no offense or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just true. And it's great awareness and you're showing the community so much. I know that communities have changed how they move because of the predator hunter in their community. And, you know, they've changed how they pay attention to their kids more or check their devices more. I know for a fact, because especially when you're just stuck in that one community, especially depending on how big or small it is, it's a lot of attention and it doesn't take long for the whole community to pick up on it. 
on what's right. going on in their town. And so it's it's the best awareness that I think there could be. That's why I said no offense. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings by saying the low-hanging fruit. There's actually a few teams who have gotten a firefighters, uh, chief of police, ICAC, like the ICAC deputy we got, teachers, doctors, but the ratio is not there. Right. And so I just, uh, that's why when I see little to barely any chat logs, some of them using real children, enticing them, not being innocent, and just not being safe, period, and not doing a full background. It's just, it's disrupting, I think. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And definitely, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about it in the future. But I just kind of wanted to go over it with you and just kind of like let people know like what you should go, for, what you should do and what you should put in place before you want to do something like this. Like, it's not easy. Right. Yes, I totally agree. So I think I want to end it on that note. I just want people to be safe out there. I want you guys just to know and uh, be aware and ask questions. You know, put your put your pride or ego or whatever to the side and ask questions if you have them. Uh, our inboxes are always open. You can check out our socials in the description. Check out Jared Roy's socials in the description. Make sure you go check out Nana when he goes live because it is hilarious. Some of the, the best laughs I've had. I love you guys. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats. Have a good one.